Hello and welcome. You're listening to the You Do Woo podcast, and I'm your host, Allison Cullen. I'm a mom with a background in business and counseling, but I've always been tapped into the more woo-woo side of everyday life. I'm here to take you on an exploration of your spirituality, give you helpful life hacks, help you on this evolution through motherhood, and give you a weekly dose of useful woo. If you need your cup filled, your mind expanded, and you want to increase your manifestation abilities at the same time, you've come to the right place. Let's get started. Happy 2024, everybody. If this is the first episode you're listening to in this new year in January 2024, welcome. I'm super excited to have you listening today. This is a fun episode and one I honestly can't believe I haven't talked about before. Specific manifestation. If you have gone and done some digging into the arrows of your human design chart, you will know about this arrow. I might put in the show notes the link to the arrows episode. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, go listen to that. You can find out if you're a specific manifester or a non-specific manifester. But today we're talking specifically about specific manifestors. And I have a good friend and one of my private coaching clients from last year on here with me, Lisa Duggar. You will love hearing her stories about the crazy, insane, intricate, just divine specific manifestations that she has called in throughout her lifetime. There, There's some really interesting stories in there, and I shared some of mine too. I'm also a specific manifester. If you are a non-specific manifester and you have some cool manifestations, I'd love to hear from you because I might be doing a podcast episode for non-specific manifestors as well. So send me a DM with some of your manifestations. If you want to type it out, you can. If you want to send me an audio message, you totally can. And I might consider interviewing you for an episode specifically for non-specific manifestors. So excited for that. I will get that brewing so that y'all who have a right pointing arrow instead of a left pointing arrow can have something to listen to. But this is a great episode for everybody as well, because I'm sure you have people in your family who are specific manifestors and you could listen to these stories and forward it over to them and have them listen. It's pretty interesting. The way that our brain works and our energies work in calling the things in that are meant for us. Um, one more announcement as well. We have a new moon call this week on Friday at 10 a.m. Central. If you're listening to this in real time, it will be Friday, January 12th at 10 a.m. Central time. Send me a DM before Friday morning because I probably won't get to it by then. But send me a DM that says Friday Zoom and I'll send you over the details. Every month I have a 90-minute call at the full moon and a 90-minute call at the new moon. So this week is our new moon call, and I would love to have you join us as a guest. I believe that is all for announcements. I hope y'all enjoy this episode. Listen in forward to a friend who is a specific manifester. And by the way, you can be any human design type, generator, projector, reflector, manigen, or manifester. Everybody knows how to manifest. Everybody is able to manifest and you in your chart 
are able to see if you're more specific or non-specific in the way that you go about doing that. And I explain that more in the arrows episode as well. All of Lisa's contact info is in the show notes. Reach out to me if you have any questions at all about this, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome back, everybody. I'm pumped about this podcast episode because we have never talked about this before. I have Miss Lisa Duggar on. Lisa has been in my world since April or May, I think. Was April, May, yeah. Yep. yeah. Yep. So you found me through the Amy Edwards podcast. And I love Amy so much. She's just I see little Amy. Yeah, she's about 60 <laughs> miles away from me right now. Well, she was just in Egypt, but she lives in in Austin. So thank you, Amy, for sending Lisa my way. And Lisa is, well, this was one of the first things that we, I think, voxed about in the summer was the specific manifesting and the crazy things that you have brought through in your life. And I just want to preface this real quick with, so um, in your arrows on your human design chart, go check it out. The bottom right arrow, if it points left, you're a specific manifester like Lisa and me. And if it points right, you're a non-specific manifester. And there's lots of schools of thought on this. So half of the human design people are very rigid where it's like, this is what it is. And then some people who are, who practice human design are like, nah, I don't know. Like, I just think there's like with to, to be magnetic, like the TBM method, the expanded podcast, Lacey Phillips, um, she doesn't believe in specific versus non-specific. She thinks that everything goes through this method of unblocking expansion, all that tests and triggers and all that kind of stuff. And I, I'm like a little bit in the middle and Lisa, I'm going to sort of ask you about this in a second, but I'm a little bit in the middle where I'm like, I think that you have to act like a non-specific manifester when you're manifesting, but the specific manifesting part is sort of this gamified version. We have this internal subconscious superpower to call in very specific situations that don't necessarily like most people it's like well how do you want to feel and then you'll call in a situation that gives you that feeling and that's the manifestation and if it happens to be this the exact thing that was in your head cool if not then it's even better right but with specific manifestors, and I would love to hear from y'all, by the way, and I'm sure Lisa would love to hear from y'all too. I'll put her Instagram handle in the show notes. So go give her a follow and DM her if you're specific. Like I, I always hear from people that are specific manifestors, these funny little random things that they've called in. And Lisa's going to share a few of those with you. If you want to hear some of mine, I'm not going to take up time on this podcast, but you can go to my 40th birthday episode and I talk through some of the really weird, random, specific things I've manifested. But it's, you know, the whole like, be careful what you wish for. That's that vibe of a specific manifester. So Lisa, first of all, tell us a little bit about you. You are a coach. How did you get into coaching? Give us a little bit of a background of your life or the last few years or whatever feels good. We want to hear a little bit about you. And then I'm going to ask you to share some of your specific manifestation stories. I guess that's part of being a six too, right? My whole life, I had no idea what I wanted to be. 
right? Until January of this year. Yeah. I was in corporate <laughs> America doing all those kind of things, the whole life. Of, what am I here to do? It's got to be something. And, and in January, I had been coached, been being coached for three or four years yeah, in human design. And then in January of this, this year, all of a sudden light goes off. Like you should be a, the epiphany. The universe goes, you should be a life coach. I'm like, what? Everybody's a life coach. Why should I be a life coach? And my friends are like, you should absolutely be a life coach. Because if you look at what you've been doing your whole entire life, which is, as we, you and I have talked about, telling people what to do as an older sibling, right? <laughs> telling people what to do. I was like, oh, I could be a life coach. I can have all these things I want to share, all the experiences I've been through. So I started doing that. And I do, yeah, in-person workshops. And I'm working on a digital course. We're going to talk about that. But yeah, so all of a sudden, I'm coaching and doing in-person workshops. So yeah. Love yeah. it. And for those, oh, definitely go give Lisa a follow and you can just soak up all of her amazing resources that she shares almost on a daily basis. You put a lot of information up there. But just so you guys know, Lisa is a 6'2 and she is off the roof. So 55. Yeah. 55. Yeah. Do you feel like though, because with the whole zero to 30, 30 to 50, 50 on, sometimes there can be like some. I feel like I didn't really get on the roof until about 33 and a half. Do you feel like that? How long did it take you after your 50th birthday to come off the roof? I remember you asked me that question because you always ask the hardest questions. <laughs> <laughs> you asked what happened to your 50? I'm like looking back through my journal. Like, what happened to your 50? <laughs> and I think it probably took two or three years. I don't think it was till human design still yeah. a lot of that started to happen. So it might've been 2020. So it might've been yeah. two years. 52 ish. Cool. Yeah. And that was probably divinely timed. 2020 was a huge uh, shift in spiritual awakening. Yes. And so maybe all of that needed to culminate for you to really come on down. But we're grateful that you are because you're going to be helping a lot of people. Um, okay. So share with us. Yeah. Specific manifestation. Share with us. I know you have like four or five written down here and I'd, I'd love for you to share all of them, but what's the first one that you want to share with, with us? This would be the, I guess the most old, old oldest one was kittens. Yeah. 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 My husband, we have an office and my husband was like, well, we could really use some cats at the office for the mice registers in my brain. I didn't write it down. I didn't say it anywhere. And then within days, my daughter's at the bike path and she sends me a picture. Look at this kitten. I'm like, Okay. So go down there and get goosebumps. Go down there to get the kittens. And basically there's one mom and five brand new kittens, like oh. little ones, and then another mom who's pregnant. Mm. So I pack them all up in the car, can't leave them there. Yeah. Take them back home, put them in the garage. And then by the end of the day, I had 13. Oh my god. I need two. Maybe I needed one or two and I got 13. So they went to different places. Some of them stayed places and two are still here. And so your husband said cats, not a cat, because I would think, you know, we want to move to some cats, land yeah. and I, I'm allergic to cats, so they can't ever be inside, which I'm learning. There's some ways you can get over that. So I'm going to look into it because I do love cats, but I was like, we could get a cat to be like a, a barn cat to keep mice away or whatever. But why did he say cats instead of a cat? Did you talk to him about that? No. <laughs> You're like, you need to be careful too, because yeah, then it gets into my brain and then I <laughs> enhance it and make it happen. Um, how many cats are left? So we have two here. One, like two of them ran away. Other, some of the customers here at the car business took them. And then 
Then we left one at the house. We sold the house. We didn't tell the people we were leaving a cat. Uh, like, <laughs> I mean, so there's one at the old house. Yeah. And then there are two that are here. So they're like six or seven years old. So crazy. So here. I'm going to. Okay. So the first vision board that I made was in January 2012. And I can't, I've always been into stuff like that, like my whole life. So it's sort of crazy that that was the first time I ever made a vision board was like 11 years ago. But I remember the first vision board I made, I was single. I was, I had just broken up with a guy like six months before. Um, and so I had been single for six months, not really dating, sort of just hanging out with my girlfriends and stuff like that. And in January, 2012, I was like, okay, I'm ready to date. Like I was getting ready to turn 30, you know, so our so social conditioning, we're like, oh my God, I got to be married by the time Get I'm 30, blah. stupid stuff, but whatever. Um, and I, so some of the stuff that I put on there was around calling in a guy, but I didn't like. I always had get togethers at my house and I wanted my vision board out there. So I didn't want people to come and see like a wedding dress and a ring, like on my vision board. So I did it. I did like a, <laughs> a secret sign for me. And I did a picture of a jalapeno for like spicy relationship. There's a song I, I was, I worked in the country music industry and there's a Texas country song that says it's like, uh, jalapeno pepper on a cheesy enchilada. It's talking about like a spicy relationship, whatever. So I was like, Ooh, I found a jalapeno. I'll put that on there. That's my little sign to myself to find like a, a great hot spicy relationship. In, yeah, May, in May of that year, I met my husband. He, I went to his house later that year when we like really started dating he grew jalapenos in his backyard in Dallas, no right? Yes. yes. So yeah, crazy. Of course he did. Right? Of course he did. So anyways, okay, share another one. Kittens. You shared kittens. Well, you said that. You, two, two seconds. You said that about jalapenos. Like, I remember scrapboard, scrapbooking mm -hmm. back when it was just a scrapbook back in what, when I was, I don't know, 21 years old. And as you said that, I remember astrology, what astrology works for what, and Sagittarius and Sagittarius is a very good match. And my husband are both Sagittariuses. I didn't know. So, so mine, mine, is, two. Down. mine yeah. is two, but I didn't know we were good matches. I thought that two fire signs is really difficult. I mean, we're a good okay. match for testing each other, testing each other out. for you spiritual and I both experience a lot of growth in our marriages. <laughs> spiritual right? evolution. That's for sure. Yes. <laughs> I feel like all my past relationships have been with Tauruses, which felt so much easier, so much easier. Yeah, it's not easy. Is Taurus, I, you know, you know more about astrology than no. me. Is Taurus a earth sign? What are they? I don't know. I've never dated a Taurus. I think they're Aries, Leo, fire. Cancer. Those are my experiences. Aries is fire. Okay. Anyways, anyway. anybody who's on astrology is going to like pause this. So let's go on. What's another crazy specific manifestation story? I wrote down, I can, we talk about how mine are, aren't spoken. They're either thought or written down. Like I have them in my journal. There are bunches of them. And I wrote down in the car business that I wanted a mechanic three days a week. And as you and I have been talking about specific manifesting for the last couple of weeks, I really have honed into what that means. Is that okay to talk about that now? Yeah, please. What that, please. What that means because you can, you know, Jenna Zoe and her app has a, has a, 
a reference to it. I've even asked you and you kind of gave me an answer. I'm like, what does that mean? I don't even understand what that means. For me, it now means that whatever you want to call it, God, the universe, source says to you or your soul says, I want this. Mm -hmm. that is as simple as it is. And you can't be like, oh, I should have been more specific because I've been beating myself up about getting certain things that are like, well, I could have done better in manifesting. But I think your soul asks, tells you to manifest or gives you whatever you need to experience in your life for your growth and your expansion. Mm -hmm. And what I wrote down was I wanted a mechanic three days a week. Literally within months, there was a guy used to be a customer and all of a sudden he's working for me three days a week. And I was like, how is this even possible? And if I look back, I could have been like, well, I wish you'd been this and been this and been that, but it was the greatest learning experience of my entire life to have a mechanic who's working for you mm-hmm. and learn how to manage people. And when it came time for our relationship wasn't working out, I had to have that really difficult conversation that went extraordinarily well. Mm-hmm. So he was three days a week as a mechanic and he was with me for like two or three years, but that wasn't very specific, but yep. it is, was specific yeah. enough to get what I needed. Yeah. And the fact that you said like three days a week, not part-time, exactly. but it was just nope. like three days a week. Three days a week. And did, exactly you, what it was. did you put out like a job listing? No. He was a customer and his, I can manifest things. I just talk. I, you're saying that I probably do say, I don't say it out. I do say things out loud because I probably said to somebody, I'd really like to have a mechanic three days a week. And mm-hmm. so the guy, a cust- past customer and his dad were in there. And I was like, yeah, you know, I probably need a mechanic. And he's like, oh, my son does that. And they're standing right there. He's like, oh, I can come work for you. I'm between, I don't have a job right now. Mm-hmm. So you do say things out loud. Yeah. But no, it's, it was that simple. It's just like, it was one, con- I think it was like one conversation. That's as far as I went. And it was so done. Cool. One yeah. thing that I sometimes give people, especially that are specific manifestors as homework to sort of, I don't know, strengthen that muscle is I'll, I'll have them go and write a list of, if they can get to like a hundred things, a hundred small things. My life. Okay. So I, I know so many people who can't, I'm going to, my next freebie is going to be this hundred list so that you have mine. And then if you want to go add your own, you can, but you can start with my hundred things and then see what all you can call. I mean, like one is like, a smile from a, or a baby playing peekaboo with you, a baby initiates peekaboo with you. Like it's the freaking cutest thing in the world. And it doesn't happen all the time. And you'll, you know, you can like manifest that. Um, so I, I have them make a list of a hundred things. So this will, since I'm saying this, I have to freaking do this now for my next freebie. Um, but just (laughs) little, little things and you can use mine, but it works too. If you add some of your own, and right. they're, they're small things that don't require a hundred thousand dollars or whatever, and, or buying a house, which we're going to talk about in a second too, cause you've had a couple cool house stories, but it's like small little things. And I think the reason that whenever I assign this homework, it always works always like without fail. And I think the reason it works is cause they're small things. So we don't have, like, as Abraham Hicks says, we don't have as much Okay, what's the R word? I'm like not thinking of it right now. I could think Res- is attachment. I can't think of attachment resistance. Like you're oh. you're okay. These are easy. Calling it in. It's like, yeah. okay, I think that I will see. I'm thinking of different things, but it's Christmas time when we're recording this right now. So there's different things that you would see normally that 
are interesting. I'm trying, I don't have oh, my like you said something you want everybody to see and everybody in your mastermind saw it. Polar bears? Polar bears are a thing. That's like a big deal. If you're listening to this like end of January or February, then go see if you can see a polar bear in the next week. Um, but Christmas time, they show up like a ton. But just little, like small little things, like a, a quarter on the ground or... I can manifest little tiny bits of money like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Little things. And it's, and you're like, okay, well, that's easy to do. Well, it takes being specific and intentional and watching for them and checking them off the list to work out that muscle. And then as you get better at it, you can do bigger and bigger and bigger things. But that is the, it, the, the detachment in it where it's like, well, if I, if a baby start initiates peekaboo with me, that doesn't give me a million dollars or make my podcast right. have a million dollars. money or yeah. You know, right. there's not like a thing, but oh my God, does it bring joy and, and bliss and like, oh my God, that's the cutest thing in the world. I love you, you know? So there's a sense of detachment with it, which it's most of the stories you've told me, you either have detachment from the very beginning or you get to a place of detachment. How do you do that? As I'm doing, figuring the things out right now with the mm -hmm. specific, I think that when I pushed myself to become more specific, like we're going to, we're talking, I mean, skip into my hat, like mm -hmm. one of my manifestations for next year, all of a sudden about three weeks ago, the universe is like, you're going to move. I'm like, well, hold on. <laughs> what? My husband think we're moving? I was like, we thought we were staying in this house forever. I go, I know I manifested this house, but we're moving. And when the universe said to me, it's going to be a cottage. You're going to have flower beds out front because I don't have the, I have dogs and I don't have mm -hmm. a lot of sun in my front yard. So I love gardening. So I'm going to have a cottage style house, like the, like the house in the holiday holiday. Yes. The holiday. And the yes. British, the British one. Yes. The holiday. Yes. Yeah. One's cottage, flower beds out front, vegetable gardens in the back. And that's, and it was in a, you might have to move to this certain city now because it was in Plain City, Ohio. And I'm like, it's. Mm -hmm. And the more I started to push to become a specific, because my husband's like, oh, the interest rates are terrible. We can't do that next year. So the more I started to pile on to the manifestation, instead of leaving it the simple three or four things the universe gave me, then I became attached to it. Mm -hmm. And I really noticed that in myself. So I'm like, okay, August, cottage. And then even today, I'm like, well, maybe it's Plain City. I had to let so, I mean, so the more I pile on, the more mm -hmm. I detach things that should be, that's when I, I think they don't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what you were saying? Totally. Um, yeah. Tell the story about the house you're living in right now because it's sort of cool. So we live at a lake in London, Ohio. And I also part of it is I was like, I never want to live at the lake. You have to drive too slow to get to people's houses and you have to have a 25. I never want to live at the lake. <sighs> Popping up. and. But I drove by one time and there's this Frank Lloyd Wright inspired house that I'm like, oh my God, I love that house. I love that house. I love that house. So it's been, back. it's three years ago we moved, but it was, sorry, so eight years ago, I was like, I want to live in that house. I drive by the house. I want to live in that house. I want to live in that house. It came up for sale. I'm like, oh my God, I want to live in that house. Could never move. And all of a sudden, three years ago, when the you know market was so great, my husband's like, I was like, can we, can we maybe move? He's like, okay, we can move. We'll sell the house. I was like. <laughs> we put our house on the market 
on a Friday, I mean, our house on the market on a Friday and we had 23 showings over the weekend was sold by a Monday. But within that Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we went out looking at houses and my house, the Franklin Wright inspired house came up on the market within 48 hours uh, of our house going on the market. That house was on the market and we put an offer in and we were done. So how did that feel to put your house on the market before your dream house was available? And what, do you remember what thoughts were going through? Cause I would be like, I, I know uh, I thought about that. I was like, Oh my God, where we? cause right now, right. I'm like, where are we going to live? What are we going to rent? If we sold our house now with the interest rates, we're going to buy again. We got to rent. We supposed to sell. I don't even know. I think when I probably said it to my husband, he's probably like, Oh, we got a commercial building. We can just live here. Mm-hmm. That's probably what he said to me. Because we could get, like you were talking about having an RV or, or whatever, mm-hmm. we probably would trailer out back. Yeah. So I don't remember. I don't. I think I just, yeah, trusted it. And it was just, it was just such a, bleh, no yeah. attachment. That is something that it has taken me 40 years to learn because I always had an idea in my head, an expectation of how things would go. And if they didn't go exactly that way, I would yes. get so pissed so bitter. So, I mean, it usually involved other people. So you're like, I hate you for taking forever to make this decision, you know, like all that kind of stuff. And I'm not perfect at it yet, but I have gotten better where it's like, okay, like even with like Christmas time, my dream would be for all of our families to go to Hawaii, you know, and that might be the reality next year. It's not right now, probably. And so I'm like, it's okay. It's all good. And so it's really interesting because the way things are working out, I'm like the me a year ago would be like pushing so hard against this and be like, I don't want to do this. This isn't how this isn't perfect. And I'm like, it is all going to work out the way it's supposed to. So my specific manifestation list around December and the way that I want things to go is more centered around that I get enough alone time. That do you know what I mean? Like that kind of <laughs> yes. stuff. Because like for a six two, that's actually what makes me happy. Not being on Parents a beach be with a bunch here. of people, you know. Yeah. So I'm like getting really specific about the things that honestly my soul actually wants. I would love a vacation where family is there to sort of help out, and I get some alone time in Hawaii, but probably realistically how it would be is like a week in Hawaii with a four-year-old and no alone time, which I'd prefer just staying in Texas and having some alone time each day. Do you know what I mean? Yes. the trees because I remember you telling this a couple weeks ago the story about the um tree. back at the old house and it'd been old, old farmland and there were like five trees on the property and I was like bunch of trees bunch of trees I grew up in Connecticut trees 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 even Cincinnati has more trees than we have up here mm-hmm. so I wanted trees and that, that, that probably took a while but I was just in my head it was never written down it was trees and so all of a sudden one of the guys at work is like, I'm going to, I got to clean out the gutters this weekend. There's all those little trees from the helicopters in the, in the gutters. Like, mm-hmm. well, you know, little trees, just why don't you bring them to me? Well, he brings me like a little Walmart bag. And this much, this money stuff is a hundred trees. So Whoa. all of a sudden I had, I needed five, maybe six. <laughs> I had a hundred trees. So he had to go, okay, weed them out, put him out. And so I planted them. And then, you know, by the time I left, they're like this tall, but I wasn't specific. I went trees. 
and say, I wanted five trees. I said, I wanted trees. I got a hundred. I wanted cats. I got 13. So the, so the number for you, like if you're wanting multiple of something, the number for you is probably a good thing to start saying. But that's not what they, it's not me. It isn't you. I know this is so nuanced. It's interesting, but, but have you played around with that yet? No, again, it's all right. Yeah. You know, if, if trees come in, be like, okay, yes, universe trees, what is the capacity of tr- capacity? That's what capacity. I think that probably we as specific manifestors need to need to feel into. Like, what's my capacity with this? Like, if I won a hundred million dollars, how much of that? Well, you know, if some of it goes to taxes, whatever. If you had a hundred million dollars in your bank account. Have you figured out where all that's going? Do you have capacity for all that? Do you need to give some away? Right. So it's interesting. 10%. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I said, when I wanted to sell the house for the dollar amount, I'm like, I want to sell the house for blah, blah, blah. I did guess I didn't say after taxes, but it it was just, yeah, specific. I want to sell the house for this much and we move. Yeah. And then I know one thing that you're, sorry, did I interrupt you? No, I was going to say, I was going to tell the software, the new job. Yes, please. Speaking of another non-specific. So I'm in the car business and we're phasing out of the car business. And for me, one of the things I want to do is speak in front of more people too. Mm-hmm. So, so when you like, you ask me the questions, I have my like canned responses. What's your experience with presence? What's your experience with boundaries? So I get practice. Mm-hmm. And what I said out loud or in my head was I want to speak in front of more people. and. And I've been doing a lot of TBM work and I'm blocking and lined action and all those kind of things. And all of a sudden I had been, re- I had been getting phone calls about the car business from pe- people who were new to it and had questions and I don't mind ask, answering the questions. So I'd refer to this certain software company. So I referred to people and like a week later, he, this guy who owns the software company calls me and he's like, like literally, he's like, I don't really know who you are. I don't really know what's going on over there. <laughs> like, what do you mean? He's like, cause you've been sending people to me. He's like, you seem to believe in our product and what we do. Do you think you'd want to like, there's an opportunity to go and talk, tell people what we do. And you have a five or 10 minute segment. It'd be like twice a month and we can pay you. And I was like, what? (laughs) That's an income portal that I never could have made up. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to speak in front of people. And again, I second guessed myself and I was like, I should have been more specific. Well, no, the universe said you need to go talk in front of people. And here's an opportunity to do that. And what if that one person is at that meeting, you know, in, in a month, in six months from now, there might, I might be in front of a hundred people mm-hmm. over that, over the time, over the course of that time. And that one person might be that person I need to talk to. So yep. the universe is like, here you are. And I was like, and I stood my value too. That was one of the things around those. I stood my value. Cause he's like, here's my number. And I'm like, that's half what I'm thinking for my time to go do that. And I got my number yeah, for what I wanted to do, speak and do it. So, so crazy. Uh, did you start when we're talking about TBM? It's the to be magnetic work. It's the work that they talk about on the expanded podcast. So you can go look that up. It's it's amazing work. Got to do you, it. When did you start that you. work? That's you. Okay. When did it I was the summer? That's April. April. Okay. I signed up in April. Yeah. So it's interesting because that's been one of the main things that you and I talk about yeah. is different triggers and tests that come through. 
that they talk about in expanded. But I have to say just this past week. So Jenna Zoe, who's my human design mentor has a podcast and she had an episode come out in, in mid December as we're recording this on, um, the Kabbalah, which the Kabbalah is one of the methods that is taught through human design. Like human design is made up of astrology, the I Ching, the Kabbalah, a few other different, um, technologies, I guess. And Kabbalah is one that I learned about in human design college of America, but we like really, it didn't, I don't know if I wasn't ready for it yet, or if the way that it explained it seemed just really confusing and almost like it was like in line, it is a Jewish tradition, but it's applicable whether you're an atheist or Christian or, yeah, or spiritual that, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, it's sort of a method of dealing with life's challenges and in TBM, they talk about why you get challenges and that they're tests or triggers and you're meant to like, you're meant to regulate your nervous system and not react and whatever. But in Kabbalah, they teach you like exactly how to do it. And Lisa was the one who was like, hey, you got to listen to Jenna Zoe's episode. I, I would have listened to it, but I think that I was like, okay, I need to listen to it now. And oh my God, I'm so glad I listened to it that day because a lot of different things came up over the next 48 hours that I responded to so much better Did and you? didn't react to. Yes. Pause. And it's, it's a pleasure. Pause. <laughs> You'll you go check it out. I'll put the I'll put the links <laughs> in, in the show notes too, so that you can listen to the episode and then do the like the class one. Um but the way this guy, David, explains it is very layman's terms, very easy to digest. And I think that, I mean, it a little bit has to do with specific manifestation because he talks, he's like, God wants to give you oh, literally yeah. everything on your list and so much more. And you're not allowing it in because of the, the density and not being open because you're holding on to anger or bitterness or reactivity or blah, 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 blah. What, and I know that we've both only been practicing it for like a week now, what has come through for you? And I know this isn't a question that I, that I uh, gave <laughs> to you ahead of time. It. Yeah. What came to me was I've been, I get angry about at the dogs, the, the whining and it's been going on forever. And these little dogs that whine and the dogs need you to get up and do things. And you sit down on the couch and then they want to go out. <laughs> and I go so angry. So I was like, oh my God, if I took that one little thing, imagine what is on the other side of. You can call it, he calls it tacoon, tacoon, but it's basically, I, you call it karma, which you came here to experience. And then, yeah, it's only been a week, but I think the thing that, and then it comes back to TBM, TBM calls them pings. But if he's saying that I came here to clear certain things and certain things come through, and if I listen and pay attention and do those things that I'm being called to do and to clear, which are pings, that, that's kind of confusing. I put them all together, but pings, then I can listen to the universe and move my life up, up, ahead faster. Mm -hmm. But did I use those two things? I don't know. No. Don't you wish that you would have learned about this at 14? <laughs> Wait, then we wouldn't experience all the wonderful things we experience. This is somebody said to me at TBM. We were coming right. out of TBM. She's like, I that went to TBM speaking tour. And she's like, some woman's like, oh, I wish I'd known this when I was 20. And I was like, but then you wouldn't have gone through all the great things. Right. She's like, yeah, I know. And especially yeah. for a six, two, I think that maybe six twos really aren't meant to find it till after I've been doing 30. this my whole life though. You've right. been on the, I've been on the personal growth journey for as long as I can 
freaking remember. Me but. too. I have two, but like this is the first thing that I've found. Human design explains a lot of things and it helps you unlearn things that don't serve you and, and all that kind of stuff and really start to see you as an individual and your worth and all that kind of stuff. So there's huge value, value in human design, but the Kabbalah is almost like a step-by-step -step process of like how to actually navigate the hard shit that goes on mm -hmm. in life mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. have it to where it's not hard anymore. You know? Yeah. yeah. Pause. It's a pleasure. Why is this in my movie? All those things. Yeah. Just right. Yeah. It's been amazing. It's got, yeah. It's helped me be better with my husband. Cause as we talk about it, everything, we talk about, we go first mm -hmm. and then, yeah, he's talking about in Kabbalah, if you're doing the work on yourself, you know, my husband can be different. And like, those are things you see right away. Like mm -hmm. even the, this, okay. Last night at four o'clock, I'm usually like, okay, I'm done. I got to check mm -hmm. out. And at four o'clock, I was like, if I'm a better person at four o'clock, maybe my husband will be a nicer person. And that's days. And I did that last night and mm -hmm. I felt better. Mm -hmm. I'm like, wow, I can be a different person at four o'clock if I want to mm -hmm. be. So that's a meet. I and mean, that's a week. That's right away. Oh yeah. So I've noticed, um, in the morning I wake, I'm like you, I go to bed early and wake up early. And the last few days I've woken up early. And normally when I hear Caroline wake up at earlier than normal, and come out, I have this like sinking feeling where it's like, oh, I didn't get my hour of alone time, mm. you know? And There's so the past, right? The past few days I've been like, oh, and she's a reflector. So she can feel that. So when uh, she, you know what I mean? Like she's walking oh. towards her mother in the living room and can feel that I feel despair over her waking up early. How Man. shitty is that? And I'm not saying like, I'm a bad mom. I'm just saying she's super, oh, no. she yeah. sense that. Right. I'm like, okay, here we go. This is my, yes. this is my thing to work on. And so like this morning, this morning I woke up at 345, which is no earlier than normal. And I was sitting out there and journaling and whatever. And at 404, she comes walking out and I'm like, what the F, you know? And I was like, <laughs> okay, no, what a pleasure. Pause. What a pleasure. <laughs> And I go, hey, baby, it's it's not awake time yet. We got to go. And I just went and I snuggled her and I fell back asleep and it was fine. And it was the sweetest thing. And I was yes. freezing. We don't it's cold here, but I don't like turning the heater on because it gets way too hot and stuffy and whatever. So unless it's getting really, really cold. So it's cold out here. So I was like, ooh, OK, I'm I'm seeing the pleasure that I can have right now. Her warm little feet are on my legs. Like I'm snuggling her. I'm smelling her little, you know, she still smells like a baby. That goes away at some point, but it's still there right now. So I was like, I'm going to take pleasure in this and I'm going to whatever. And she fell back to sleep. I was able to get out of the bed, go finish my journaling. And it was fabulous. Fucking fabulous. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's really crazy. I do think I'm, I'm jealous of you that you found this so early in your coaching career. Cause I think it's just, uh, you know, you're just now yeah. getting started. And I think being able to help people apply that technology to their life is huge. So just so you guys know, Lisa's Lisa's a life coach, but she really, really is powerful in the areas of boundaries and daily rituals and presence. Like you're sort of a extreme 
person in that, which is amazing. And so many people really, really need that. So like if you have issues with codependency, not not knowing how to create boundaries or not knowing how to hold them because that's harder than creating the boundaries. Um, and like, and, and being consistent, if you're meant to be consistent, consistent with your daily rituals, Lisa is your person. How those three areas, I mean, you don't have to go through each. If you don't want to, you could just tell all of them, whatever feels most comfortable, but like how did you know those were your superpowers? Did it just take life experience or have you always been really good with those? Getting up early has always been my thing. I remember being seven years old, looking out the window, waiting for it. Cause probably not time to be up yet. Don't get us yeah. out of bed. So I've been waiting since seven o'clock in the morning. And then I read something before my daughter was born that said, if you don't get up early before your kids get up early, you're never going to have mm-hmm. any time to yourself. So that was 1995. And I was still getting, I, mean, I was still, I've always been up at four and five in the morning. Mm-hmm. And so I started doing that when she was up. Before, so I got up at five before she got up, always done that. And yeah, now it's four. And, and then boundaries, I found a book, like again, like in 2000 something, I was like, this is amazing. I don't have to be exhausted and mad at people anymore. And of course it took forever to put it into my life, but, um, and then presence has changed everything. Presence made me less reactive. It's part of meditation. So, and I think you probably even did it. You're like, write down the 30 things that you've learned in your life. And that might, I might might be able to give you credit for that. Cause there were done the 30 things in my life. And then those are the first three things that came through. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'll teach workshops on those three things. And those are the things that stuck and feel the most, feel the most important and have changed my life, changed who I am, changed my life. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Um, I know that ever is Instagram the best way for people to connect with you. Yeah. Instagram or Facebook. Yeah. Okay. I'll put those links below. So I know some people are on Facebook versus Instagram. So I'll put both links below and then how can people work with you? What kind of things do you have going on in your world in 2024? I'm not, we're working on my website, but I have, um, a $50, 60 minute one-on-one, I call it alignment assessment. So you have something you want to talk through with somebody like, Oh, I'd really like to just, you know, $50, sit down for an hour. We can talk through something. And then if we decide to work well together, we can work out a a one-on-one coaching plan or the three month plan that you can do payments for four months. And then, so more of that will be my website. It's not there yet. Um, And then in March of this year, I plan on putting out my first digital course on presence. Nice. That's exciting. Yeah. So, so needed. Um, I was talking to one of my good friends here in Bernie, who's also a six, two, and she's sort of a, she's a, she's a motivational speaker and an author and does some coaching and Mm. stuff. But, um, she's, she has this thing where she feels like as we approach this new paradigm energy, and presence is going to be our new currency, yeah. our new form of money. Cause really it's more valuable than money. Yeah. You know? So it's really cool that as a six, two, this is your way of resourcing people as we walk into the shift of the way that we interact and exchange and, and all that kind of stuff. So if you want to learn how to be a manifester, like not, not a manifester human design type, but to manifest like Lisa and also 
really get your life set up to where you have a, a ritual, a daily or weekly ritual that feels really good to you, implement boundaries so that you feel emotionally balanced and good and like you are in charge of your own energy and time. Lisa is your person. Go give her a follow on Instagram or Facebook, wherever you are the most. And you'll be hearing from her a lot more lately because I'm sh- I'm sure you're going to be invited to be on so many podcasts in, in this new year. <laughs> you got to start a specific manifestation list of the podcasts you want to be on too. Part of that list. Well, thank you so much, Lisa, for coming Thanks on. For I mean, I'm excited for everybody to connect with you and happy new year, everybody. Thank you so very much for tuning in to another episode of You Do Woo. I know that you already have a very full life and that there are literally millions of podcasts that you could be listening to. So I'm super grateful to you for being a loyal listener. And I'm so grateful for you sharing your favorite episodes with friends and family members. That is how we are able to serve more people and raise the collective consciousness and really get the word out on a bunch of these fun spiritual topics that we're talking about. I would love to connect with you. Send me a DM on Instagram at youdowoo, all one word. I'd love to hear how you loved today's episode and just a little bit about you. I can't wait to connect. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many rogues that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com.